Welcome to the Food is Live podcast with me, Steph, and we have a very special guest today, and his name is Travis. Now, what I will say is Travis and I have taken about at least two months to try and get this podcast up and running because <laughs> Travis is all the way down under in Australia. The time difference is ridiculous, as some followers, uh, some listeners will know, um, but we made it, and that's the important thing. So hello, Travis. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so glad we actually finally got a time together. <laughs> we did. We did. So, Travis, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, who you work with, what you do, that would be probably the best start for us. Cool. Um, well, as everybody knows, I'm Travis. Um, I am an online health coach, I suppose, although that's pretty much morphed into a mindset coach at the moment. I help typically help women lose 10 kilos in 84 days who struggle with yo-yo diets to actually keep the weight off for the rest of their lives. The big sort of thing that I've found that I focus on is the mindset behind sustainable change of every single person that signs up has done every diet under the sun, like anything with a name, they've done it. And they're now just at that point where it's like, I don't think I'm going to find anything that's ever going to work. I don't know what to do. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm frustrated. All the information out there, as I'm sure you'd know, there's just everything as soon as you Google, like how to lose weight or what's the best diet or anything like that. It's just straight up one result will conflict the next result. And those are the people where they feel sort of completely lost and that there's no hope for them. They're typically the people that are signing up to heal their relationship with food, learn how to eat carbs, learn how to respect themselves and just get to the deep root cause of, I know what I need to do. I just don't do it and actually keeping the weight off for the rest of their life. And that's one of the reasons that I position my program the way that it is, is sort of the last program they'll ever need. Oh, I'm sure every single listener is like, oh my God, Travis, we need you. So that's exactly, exactly why we're here. So let's get straight in at the deep end. My first question to you. So I want to make this lots about mindset because it's not something we focus overly on the podcast. I wouldn't say Jambo and I are massive experts on it. So all around mindset, attitude, motivation, all that good stuff is hopefully what I can um, eke out of you today. So the first question is around you've actually mentioned it already around once desperately wanting to lose weight, but not being able to do it. And what, what is the reason? Is this a mindset reason? Is it something else? Is it something we can change? Cause I feel like a lot of people are in this position. Yeah. It, um, it's definitely a unique one because I'm willing to bet almost every single person that is listening to this podcast has been successful with weight loss at some point in time in their life. And, you know, whether that's been through a shit diet or they've just done keto or 1200 or a meal plan or whatever it is, at some point in time, they've said, hey, I want to lose weight. And they've actually succeeded on that. So where it actually comes for sort of like desperately wanting to lose weight is people are actually really good at losing weight in terms of I need a coach, I need accountability. That's it. Workout, nutrition, you're going to lose weight. It's pretty simple. But when it comes down to the 10 years later, 15 years later, or even just like, I'm getting a lot of women signing up, which scares the shit out of me early, like mid to late twenties. And they go, my relationship with food is absolutely horrible. 
and everything that they had given to them as advice uh, as either like childhood or hitting teens or particularly going through puberty of course your body's going to change and it's going to develop and it's going to do all these different things and yet for some reason just going through childhood through whatever authority figure has just said i oh, get a bit pudgy and then that was a massive foundational memory for them they held on to and now everything they're doing is i have to be skinnier so in terms of desperately losing weight a lot of what i do is sort of what's the word it's like aikido like redirecting energy and it's just very i want to lose weight okay why and then when you start to get to the deep root cause of it it's not okay i really really want to lose weight that's not the thing that they're really focusing on the thing that they're actually focusing on is i really want to lose weight okay cool why because i am so sick of feeling this way and when you start to get to the deep root cause of that it suddenly becomes a lot easier and more motivating to get out of bed in the morning to track your calories to go do your workout when it's not man i've got three kilos left to lose awesome i'm gonna hop out of bed if i do everything perfectly today i'm gonna lose 150 grams that's not motivating at all (laughs) so when it gets to that point it's just like okay why are you doing this let's get into the deep why of it and feeling better about yourself and actually wanting to be confident and wanting to have freedom in your life and wanting to have all of these things that are like intrinsic motivators as opposed to what a number on the scale says I'm trying so hard not to swear here and keep it to a minimum because I'm like, I can feel it popping up every second word. <laughs> so Travis um, is a swearer and he was like, is it okay if I swear? I was like, well, we, we don't mind. But yeah, no, go on, it's fine. It's going to pop up. So I'm the sorry will not the be listeners offended. are. <laughs> cool. um, so yeah, it's really just getting to the deep, like, why do you want to do this? And then once we figure out, oh shit, like, okay, that's where the deep cause is. If we can take care of that root cause, all of a sudden, the 1,200 symptoms that are coming from that, like anxiety, overwhelm, frustration, your lack of confidence, self-esteem, like all these things that stem from I'll be happy when suddenly become I'm enjoying the journey. I love who I am. I have this confidence and I'm just going to do what comes naturally to me, which is live this lifestyle that I now have. And people, when we make that perspective shift and focus on that, that's where they get into, oh crap, by the way, while we were focusing on all of this, down 15 kilos. So it's yeah. just that perspective shift. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And like so many people that want to lose weight, like you say, have lost weight before, but they've also been burnt a lot of times before with diets because yeah, they lose the weight, but they never manage to keep it off. And you get someone that comes to either you or I, and it's like, right, okay, desperate desperate to lose weight but there's no momentum there there's no real burning fire and passion to think right I'm going to dive in deep to this because they've dove in deep to so many different diets before and it's not worked so yeah it's to me definitely a a mindset thing and yeah interesting to Mm. hear your point of view on that one okay so heading over to the other end of the spectrum so if you are someone that's Divin in, divin in, dove in. I don't even know what the word is. I don't think that any of that's a word. So, overdid. You, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you've overdid in deep, right? <laughs> Your momentum's going, 
And this happens for so many of my clients, right? There's always going to be waves of up and down. I'm sure you see it too. So waves of momentum. And it's not always going to be there because motivation isn't always going to be high. How would you, in terms of your headspace and your mindset and your attitude, work with someone to help extend that length of momentum rather than it being such an up and down, if that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's it's always a little bit of a weird one in terms of momentum. I always say you're never going to be motivated the entire time, but it's important to also be disciplined. So whichever one is lacking at the time, that's where you lean into the opposite one. So for example, it's, um, I mean, the best example I have is literally today, client call with someone and they were like, jumped on the phone with them. Hey, how's it going? It's like, yeah, I'm killing it. This is going good. I've done this and this and this. And like all momentum was just, you know, on their side. So as much as it was very celebrated, all that awesome stuff, it was very, okay, let's use this momentum to plan for ahead, be as proactive as possible to be like, okay, this is awesome. We know that this is going to end though, realistically. So what can we do? Like, where do you typically tend to have that roadblock where do you typically tend to be undone or fall off the wagon or whatever it is uh typically around you know whatever it is i get stressed at work or start my period or whatever it is something derails them and they go oh that's typically where it comes up and for most of my clients i get them to track their cycle so it's much easier to tell when stuff is going to be happening or secondary has work been stressful lately and just figuring out where are those blockers coming from or where could they be coming from and then plan for them. So it's essentially when you've got the momentum, when you've got the momentum, you're riding the wave. That's awesome. Let's ride the wave as far as we can while planning for when it's going to run out. So then that way, when it does run out, we've got the discipline to say, okay, we knew this was happening. We knew this was going to come. It's not surprising. It's not like, holy crap. It's just, okay. We will plan for this. And then we go through the discipline phase, which will inevitably, when we start seeing results, take us back to the motivation phase, do the exact same thing. And it is very much an up and down of like, let's ride the wave. Now we've got discipline and going up in terms of motivation, but in terms of what you're doing through those phases, that's where it's pretty consistent, routine, getting results, doing whatever you want, but it's just coming in and out of those mindsets. Mm. It's almost like I'm speaking to myself. I love this. <laughs> okay. So someone that knows this, that knows they need to ride the wave when it's going smooth and going well, what would you say to someone that when they get to the bottom of that momentum and they've got to rely on discipline, but they talk to themselves quite negatively at this time, it's, you know, they can't do this. They're never, never going to be successful. It's too hard. What would you say to these individuals? It's always a stupid smile on my face because I know that it's going to be very, you know, coach cliche of it depends. I suppose the biggest sort of blanket advice that I could give is why am I feeling this way? And if we can get to why are you feeling this way, then we can get to what was the actual trigger and what are we doing to deal with that? Because most of the people, when they feel like crap, 
when they feel like crap, it's very, okay, well, I feel like this, so I'm going to do this. And that's their emotional response. So for a lot of people, I say, okay, cool, sit with it. Like just take five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, just sit in that moment, feel those things. And then, okay, why am I feeling this way? What is going on? What can I do to get out of it? So for absolutely not wanting to do that thing, I'm typically pretty flexible where if it's one day a week, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like go get KFC, go get your takeaway, go get your chips, go do whatever. As long as it's somewhat structured, we're going to be okay. So it's pretty much allowing them to feel okay in that moment to be like, hey, your feelings are actually incredibly justified based on X, Y, and Z. It's okay to lean into it. But what can we do to plan for tomorrow or next week or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Okay, I see a nice little pattern immersion here. I don't know if the listeners do, but I like this. I like this. Okay, so my next question is around the scales. So the scales don't move from one week to the next and maybe even the next. And I'd say probably the same for you, Travis, 97.8% of my clients have such an emotional attachment, especially when they start with me, to the scales and what the numbers say. And it can even dictate the rest of their day, the rest of their week, right? So if the scales do not move from one week to the next, maybe even for two weeks in a row, what is there anything that we can do in terms of mindset, in terms of attitude and thinking to help with this or to overcome? Yeah. yeah. There's way too many that just came flooding to my head. So I suppose the most common ones, as I said before, I'm more like perspective shifting of, you know, if the scales haven't gone down, well then, you know, awesome. They haven't gone, most likely they haven't gone back up. Or if they have gone back up, then it's like, okay, why? And just sort of questioning everything as to what's happening. And I always tell, you know, my clients, as I'm sure you do as well, is like, hey, there's a million variables that go into your weight. You know, it could have been um, what you've had for dinner last night, incredibly high in sodium. Then you had a fair amount of water. So you've got a lot of water weight. So it could be one of those things as well. So in terms of the amount of variables that's going on, it's... Usually what I say is, okay, cool. Give me another week of consistency and we'll see what happens. If there's no changes, I'll make some changes. And if, you know, obviously get to the end of that week, make some changes or don't make them. But in terms of the mindset, it's get away from the scales. Not in terms of don't weigh in because first off, it depends on the, the person. Obviously, if that's a massive emotional trigger for them to bring back some previous evil behaviors, yeah, we're going to fuck them off. Otherwise, if it's going to be, okay, jump on the scales. Oh man, they didn't go down. Switch the perspective into, okay, but what are the other most likely 99 other things that have gone right this week? Oh, that's right. I'm sleeping better. I'm stronger. I'm not as irritable. I'm recovering quicker. And just all of those things, the scales aren't going to dictate your worth. They're not going to dictate how you're going to sleep. They're not going to dictate anything really. So why would we let that gravitational pull to earth single number dictate how we're going to live the rest of our day? When realistically, we know if we do these rough things, doesn't matter if it's a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. If we, well, oh, I lost my train of thought then as I looked at my texter. Um, <laughs> if we've got those two, three weeks or whatever of just scales not moving, 
if we have that lifestyle of, you know, just being active, loving what we do, eating healthy, or even just like healthy-ish, we know that it is inevitable for us to achieve what we want to achieve physically, aesthetically, if we're happy and healthy and moving. So why would we throw out the rest of our life for this one week, this two week, this three week block? Oh, love it. I think even, even if the client is at, has actually maintained that week because their calories have been higher for whatever different reason that is. And it's not actually just, you know, a little bit of water weight, then mm. It's another thing that we as humans forget and we dismiss because we haven't lost weight because we're supposed to be losing weight. And that's, you know, what our whole energy is focused on. But in terms of maintaining, like I've just had a lean bean course, the weight loss course that I run. Yep. One of the ladies over the last four weeks has actually maintained her weight and she's done the lean bean course before. So she kind of knows what she needs to do. She's lost like over five stone with me. Over these last four weeks, she's maintained. And she was actually like, well, do you know what? At this time of year, I'm happy with that because this time of year, I always gain weight. And it's like you're saying, it's refocusing the energy and understanding, right? Well, I guess taking like a bird's eye view on your whole journey, right? It's looking at a month just on its own. It's okay, right? This hasn't been exactly what I wanted in terms of what the scale is saying, but there's so many other things in life, right? It's, yeah. it's not just about what that number says on the scales. You might have, you know, changed something else with your relationship with food within those four weeks too. That is a massive game changer for the next year of your diet and journey, you know? So it's, yeah, yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. Definitely. It's always a big one for, I suppose, patience, because almost nobody has that these days. Like everything is instant gratification and I'm very delayed gratification for everything that I'm seeing now as quote unquote successful is everything that I planted six years ago. And I'm now starting to see it. And now I'm quietly freaking out because I'm already booked out and I'm like, yes, success. But in my head, it's like, ah! yeah. so that's good. But it's in terms of like being patient of, you know, I've got a 40 odd year old client that'll sign up and they're like, oh, I'm running out of time. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, oh, I'm nearly 50. This is coming up. I'm like, you understand that you have an entire life to live. Like everything you've gone through, you're going to do that most likely again, going to go through everything. So we've got time. We can be patient with this. If you don't see like a kilo you see like 500 grams of weight loss which is what i aim for anyway if you see that oh no how is that a failure when you can do that for the rest of your life yeah when you break that down it's like if you look at what let's say a pound a week for the next yep. two years if you've got that much weight to lose that's an incredible amount of weight but when you mm. look at it from week to week it's like oh that's pretty boring isn't it that's very unsexy but yeah yeah, bigger picture. It's hard to see the bigger picture. Like I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying it's easy, but yeah, yeah, patience. It's always easier said than done, and you know, say it all the time. It's very simple. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Mm. Oh, so, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, sticking with the self talk and people not believing in themselves and stuff. How much do you think things like I've heard the phrase "fake it until you make it"? 
So positive self-talk, even if you don't believe it, even if you stand in front of the mirror every single morning and say, I'm happy, I'm healthy, you know, even if you're looking and you just want to stand there and cry, if you fake it until you make it, do you think there's there's weight behind well, pun no pun intended actually. Do you think <laughs> <laughs> do you think there's anything <laughs> do you think there's anything behind that? Do you think that's something that we all could be doing more, should be doing more? Is it a waste of time? Depends on the person. Like I've had probably 20% of my clients where I'm like, hey, you need to put a vision board up. You need to put it all here and make it real so that you can look at it and do that. And that type of person that really enjoys that process of making the vision board and then putting it up and then like, oh my God, look what I made. And then looking at the vision board again to be like, I can't believe that's going to be me one day. For those type of people that enjoy that, it works. For a lot of other people, it's more of why is the negative self-talk here to begin with? Mm. And I do a lot of work of just because you have thoughts in your head, that doesn't mean that they're yours. The only voice, like, unfortunately, I don't have Morgan Freeman in my voice narrating my life. That would be awesome. But it's very... Every thought I have, every opinion I have, every belief that I have, it's going to sound like it's coming from deep within me because I only have my voice in my head. When realistically, I can ask a client, why are you having this like negative self-talk and why is your thought process like this? I don't know. It's just always been like that. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go back. Let's go really early on. There's usually, as I said, like... Uh, I think either at the start of this call or before we jumped on was like a foundational memory from childhood that we held onto. And for some reason, that's just our belief system. So because it was something that was said to us at an early age from an authority figure that we dare not question over those years of just being reinforced, it just became that self-belief. It just became that belief system within us that Oh, I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. I'm putting on weight. Therefore, that is, you know, my confidence in this and that. And because we haven't questioned it, we haven't really brought it into the spotlight of how the hell is this in my head? Because as soon as I get the client to, hey, I want you to actually tell me what goes through your head in that circumstance. Tears every single time. Okay. Why are you having this massive emotional response? because I don't believe those things. And it goes, awesome, that's where we've got it. Mm -hmm. So it's not yours anymore, you can let that go. We understand that that's come from an external source. You've just put it inside, you've let it fester. And now we're bringing it back out where there's going to be a mash, a, a, mashal, <laughs> a massive emotional response because <laughs> it's like removing a part of us and holding it out to say, I really don't like this and I want it to go. and getting rid of it so some people it's vision boards other people it's getting to the root cause of why do i speak like this and why do i think like this so it's heavily dependent on the person like i hate vision boards i just have i do it differently in my head because i've just always had this clear vision ever since i was at absolute rock bottom homeless everything i just had this clear vision of like you know what would be awesome one day if I could go out to dinner, buy dinner and not have to look at my bank balance, wouldn't that be nice? And then 
that was my first level of success when I went and did that. It was McDonald's, still counts. <laughs> but <laughs> Love it. so I was like, oh, that still counts. That's my level of success. And then it was like, wouldn't it be awesome if I, you know, had a house, which I'm still working on, but now I've actually got, you can see the video, I actually have a place where I feel safe and I'm living there with my fiance, her mom and her nan on a little bit of land. And everything that I'd sort of dreamt up of in my head, it was very like, this is the vision. This is what I want. I have no idea if it's actually going to happen, but I'm going to do everything within my power to make sure that it does. I don't know how I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to wing it. I'm, I love myself when it comes to improv and I back myself every single time when I'm under pressure. Cause that's just how I've always survived. So I'm just like, I've no idea. I'm going to figure it out. So it depends on the person as to what they're feeling or what feels really authentic to them. Mm. Yeah. I feel like most individuals that want to lose weight and, you know, better themselves, better their health and stuff don't have that attitude, which is fine. But yeah. I think that's where the power of working with someone that does have that attitude it's infectious, right? Even just hearing you talk about that, I'm like, oh, I want to know more, you know? It's, <laughs> and just having the, surrounding yourselves with the right people as well. And it's not having to do it all yourself. Like if you don't have that attitude, it's not like, oh, okay, I don't have that attitude. I'm never going to be successful. What's the point in even trying? It's making it happen however that needs to be. And for a lot of the times that is surrounding yourselves with people that, have that attitude yeah like i legit hired my business coach apart from obviously he got good results but i hired my business coach because i kept seeing the videos that he was putting out and i knew him from a previous experience and i was like dude i need to be around you like mm -hmm. i just need your vibe i just need that i'm getting too bored i just need to be happy mm -hmm. and we jumped on the phone and it was like electric from the minute that we were on the phone and i was just like cool i don't care i'm in and my most successful clients have been the ones where they've been like, I don't know exactly what the program is. I just know I need to be around you. And I'm like, okay, cool. First off, let me tell you how the program works. <laughs> but secondly, awesome. Let's sign up and do it because yeah. it's just surrounding you people. You're surrounding yourself with the right people. And then yep. that vibe just becomes, as you said, infectious. And then you start doing it and then you become it. And then you unconsciously allow other people to do that for themselves. Oh, spot on yeah like I was um I think everyone needs a coach and Jumbo talks about this a lot because he's a PT too and he has a coach that does all his programming stuff for him I have a business coach right you have a business coach and I was speaking to mine yesterday and I was a bit like oh just like looking at the numbers and analyzing a bit of stuff I was a bit like oh I don't know and but he's like well Steph take a step back here most people pay a lot of money to get the numbers on the courses that you do and I'm like oh yeah that's true like you just sometimes need someone that's stepping out of all of the emotions because like you know we run our own businesses we're very emotionally invested but stepping outside of it and it goes with the same with someone that we're coaching to help lose weight and improve their lives you just need some rational advice and yep. words sometimes don't we yeah, just need someone else looking in. And then it's that fresh perspective is, you know, there's a there's a reason that there is so much money in like consulting and people coming in out of nowhere to just be like, this, 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 
get rid of them, keep this. And it's just that fresh perspective. As soon as it comes in, it's like, holy crap, I never thought of it like that. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, well, I, I left my meeting yesterday being like, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up, I'm pumped. I'm, And that's why you need people. That's why you need people around you. And we shouldn't have to do this ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it's boring, exactly. right? If you're not sharing yeah. it with anyone anyway, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, it's boring. Exactly. So on a little tangent there. Um, going back <laughs> onto yeah, going back onto a little bit more nutrition stuff. So things like eating mindfully. In terms of well, mindset approach, do you think there's a lot of power in because I think you do the same, but all of my clients, they track calories and they're looking at the numbers. We're analyzing the numbers. And it sometimes gets to a point where we're looking too much at the numbers and not listening to our bodies. Yeah. So sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, right, let's focus on a little bit more mindful eating, listening to the body. And, you know, if that's one day you don't want to eat breakfast, don't eat it just because you feel like you have to make up those numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, do you think this is, a good thing is it something we should be focusing on more how does it work yes and no it's very i love the idea of intuitively eating because now particularly coming out of lockdown i haven't tracked calories cons- like consistently for a while it's been very oh crap i'm feeling a little bit pudgy feeling a little bit too fluffy I might as well track calories for a day and make sure I've got everything back on track. I do it for a day. Oh crap. That's where I need to be. Okay, cool. Then I don't track and go on with what I'm doing in that regard. If you've got, if you've got that educational insight to be like, Hey, I can eat roughly this, or I know that roughly these numbers work for me, then not having to track them or, you know, having a little bit extra here and there, and then typically making up for it. If you've got that, healthy lifestyle that you know you can just rely on to be like oh it doesn't matter if i go over my calories today because you know i'm going to the gym today i do this i do this i do this it's awesome in that regard to get to a place of intuitive eating mindful eating and it's just very for me i just go where's the protein and i'm just like cool i'm just going to stack out protein i'm going to get full on that keeps me full whatever like that's me and getting to that place is going to be awesome. And I reckon that's where a lot of people should be moving into, but it's not where someone should start in terms of, we have no idea what you're currently eating. So is it good? Is it bad? Is it meaning that you're going to put on weight or you're going to maintain or anything? Like we don't know what the numbers are behind it. Whereas if we can start with those, calories macros or whatever it's going to be if we can start with them figure out okay this is what works for me then i typically be like okay we know that this works for you let's take sunday out of tracking how'd we go yeah it was really good this that whatever and then of course when i take that day of tracking away from someone they freak out and they go oh my god what have you done to me and i'm like okay cool well let's just hold that day there for a second and then we work on typically I mean, this could be another tangent, but I'm going to stop myself of (laughs) we've got the control, which is typically anxiety, which we need to get somewhere else, which typically leans into cleaning. And that's, you know, we're getting control somewhere else. And then if I take Saturday away from them, they're going to freak out again and go, oh my God, and go into hyperdrive somewhere else. 
So for me, it's managing that mindset behind losing control when it comes to intuitive eating and the mindset behind if I'm going to eat this, oh my God, because it feels like sometimes when people sign up, their vision is like robotic. They'll go down the aisles at the shopping center and they'll just be looking at food and it'll just be like, boom, 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 like all these numbers of calories popping up everywhere. And they're like, can't have it, can't have it, can't have it, can't have it. Oh, I'll just get a pizza. And I'm like, how does, how do you get there? <laughs> so it's awesome to get to a place of intuitive eating. If you start with, I need to have this educational insight behind what works for me and then slowly weaning away to get to that mindful state. Yeah, I currently have a one-to-one client. She has been working with me for the best part of a year now. We've got to the point where she's lost the weight she wants to lose. We've reverse dieted back up to maintenance calories. We are now at the point of tracking every other day because we've done it obviously through tracking. And one of the things she is saying to me at the moment, it's literally going on right now, is on the days that I'm not tracking, I find myself wanting like just cakes and sweets and stuff. She works in a school and she's a teacher. So it's in the office all the time um, in the staff room. And I'm like, okay, so what is that? Why are you having those thoughts? And she's like, I think it's just the accountability. It's not, it's not having that, but maybe what we need to get into a little bit more, as you're saying is, okay, deeper, get into the deeper surface of right. Yes. It's, I'm sure a lot of it is the accountability. She's been tracking for months and months now. But also, what's your kind of views on, do you think she's got to the point where she's relying on tracking and logging her calories? Like how do we then get out of the mindset of, right, I mean, she hasn't put on weight for bloody weeks. She's just very, I suppose, I don't know if anxious is the word, it's a bit of a strong word, but she's nervous that she's going to put the weight back on. I'm like, look, you're going to be fine. You're not going to put the weight back on. I can just tell from your habits, behaviors, from what you say to me, but she, deep inside her, she is almost like petrified. Stop tracking. Yep. This is super common and it's very, it's not so much the logical mind because that's where I feel a lot of people go. And that thing I said at the start of like, I know what I need to do. I just don't do it. Logically, we know most likely she's not going to put the weight back on because of X, Y, and Z. So, okay, that's logic. We know it's there. Like essentially give her the logic. Is it accepted? Most likely not. Cool. Let's go emotional with it. Do you still identify as the person when you started your journey? Most likely for like nine times out of 10 with previous clients. Yes. I am petrified of putting that weight back on going back to my old lifestyle, doing this, doing that. And they still identify as that because a lot of people initially, you know, I assume would come to you the same. They come to me, but I do this. Obviously this is my specialty. I do this on the first consultation, like 50% of my consultations and like middle end, whenever there's tears and it's usually okay, why do you want to lose weight? And then we get into that because I like knowing what is going to be that client's level of success. How are you going to deem this journey successful? When we get to the end of it, yeah, you've been successful in all these areas. What's going on? Why don't you feel successful? Uh, 
and then that petrified feeling comes back because they typically identify as that experience that happened way back when. And typically when someone wants to lose weight, it's because of an external experience that is typically happening that's making them feel like shit. So how do we get that experience from the past for them to essentially get that now in the present, have closure and move the fuck on? And it's very, what I said to one client was, I know for a fact, you are not going to put this weight back on. You've been with me for two years. You've lost however much weight that she lost. You are going to university now to do nutrition because like, she had no idea that she was going to do that, but that sparked in her. She's going to go do that. She's now an incredibly fit mom for her two kids. I had to think then for her two kids. And she's got her partner into the health kick. She now meal preps. She now does this. We got her away from calorie tracking for two months and she didn't gain weight. She managed to maintain it. Her strength actually went up. All these things for like logically, yes, you're killing it at life. The thing that actually clicked for her, she went to the hot springs and I said, when you're there, I want you to celebrate everything that you've done and achieved. I want you to take some champagne. I don't care if you go over your calories, you're not tracking today. Like I'm taking that away from you. You're going to get champagne. If you want, you're going to get chocolate. You're going to get desserts. You're going to do whatever. You're going to sit in the hot springs and you're just going to let that water drain that old identity of you out. And when you come back, you're going to leave that previous identity of this person at the hot springs. It's just going to wash away with all that water. And when she was there, that was the moment for her where she was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to move on from coaching. And I was like, awesome. Don't pay me. Like, let's move on from that. See how you go. And she's been killing it ever since. So it's more of the shifting of identity as to who are you now? Not who were you and have like sort of become or like lost weight. It's what is your identity now compared to what it was before? And then once you bridge that gap of like, cool, we know we're never going back. Let's destroy that bridge. However, that's going to be, if that's writing in a book and chucking it in the fire or going to the hot springs or just screaming at the top of your lungs or whatever it is, burn that bridge because I am the fitness professional. I am telling you, you are not going to go back, but yet there's this little thing here. That's going to be in the back of your head that it's going to happen. Hmm. So Let's squash that now, get rid of it, shift your identity. You're a new person and we're going to move the fuck on. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it goes back to, again to what we were saying at the start. It's um, an interesting one because like a lot of people that I work with, for example, when they first start working with me, they'll identify themselves as, you know, the bigger person in the friendship group or in the family. And because you've had those thoughts, and you've been telling yourself that for years and years and years and years. You've had all these dieting experiences. You've had so much emotion around, you know, the whole, your whole self, really. Again, it is sometimes just having someone else tell you, look, you have done incredible. This is where you are. Allow yourself to be this new person with this new feeling and emotion. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we've talked quite a lot about the power of working with someone today and mm. having a coach that's, you know, fighting for you in your corner, helping you along. For someone that is desperate to lose weight, 
for someone that again still doesn't think they can be successful but they like the energy of the coach that they've been you know following on social media whether that's me you or anyone else shameless plug <laughs> <laughs> um if they're someone that's still nervous and will not reach out to a coach because they think you know they're still unworthy they don't because they don't think they're going to be successful what would you say to this individual because i know i know there's so many people even listening to this podcast that have those thoughts i can't, i'm not going to reach out because why would they want to work with me i'm not i'm not valued enough i don't value myself enough yeah. what's the alternative and Stay- that's the thing that took me from i'll just say depressed because i'm not going to get into that because i don't know viewership or who's going to be triggered or whatever depressed homeless all my mental health issues to where i am now the question was what's the alternative i don't feel worthy to go do these things but what's the alternative if i don't i'm going to stay here i'm going to hate my life i'm going to be sleeping in the back of my car forever you kidding me i'm not going to do that then it becomes i'm for me anyway i'm so terrified of the present and what is known to me because everybody has their little comfort zone as to whatever it is. And that's where they retreat to. But it's also the thing that is absolutely sucking the life of of them and just away from them and killing them. So then it becomes, what's the alternative? Are you really going to be okay being in that comfortable situation for the rest of your life? If you look five years ahead, are your habits, behaviors, thought patterns, belief systems, everything as to what you currently have in this little ball of your comfort zone, if you look ahead five years and pretend you've got that glowing orb, crystal ball, whatever, if that doesn't scare the shit out of you, I don't know what will. And if you answer that, like, what's the alternative? I'll be exactly where I am five years from now. Then like have to do something. And what is really going to be the harm of messaging someone? Just be like, you know what? I like your vibe how can we work together? Or I'm not even sure. One of the big ones I get on Instagram is, hey, seeing the results from other people, interested in working with you. I don't think it's for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you're messaging me for a reason. So let's figure out what that is and where you're at. And we'll just go from there. I find that those people are actually have the biggest successes. Mm. because they come from such a I suppose dark place with for want of a better word because they come from such down miserable unhappy and even just working with someone for a week or two life-changing stuff yeah life-changing yeah yeah definitely it's it's crazy Mm. and it's yeah it's always the ones that are like I'm not sure if I want to do it I'm not sure if it's the right thing and they're very hesitant and they're very like don't believe in themselves at all as you said they're the clients that i've had that have had the biggest success stories because i i sound like a bit of a dick when i say this but i'm like every client that signs up i'm like i don't want this to go great for you like i want this to be as bumpy as all hell i want it to be hard i want it to be a struggle because you've got me here for support and accountability and obviously um like people have got you your lean beans have got you for accountability and support and everything. So we want to make sure that it's as terrible as possible in terms of the circumstances so that we can work through them so that when they inevitably come up at the end of the program, when they're not doing coaching with you anymore, it's going to be a life-changing thing. So you can message them six months later and say, hey, how are you going? They come back, hey, it's going really good. I've lost another eight kilos. 
I'm feeling amazing. I'm sleeping better. Libido's through the roof. It's like, hell yeah, keep going. And that's where I put a lot of my ego in my program of like messaging people after it and just fucking just do it. Just go for it. Yeah. I think that's the best question. What is the alternative? Staying exactly yeah. where you are. No one wants to do that. No one wants to yep. do that. I mean, even if changed my life. Yeah. Even if you are someone that's happy in yourself, I want to look forward to five years time from now. I want to be happier. I want to be more successful. I want to be a better, kinder, more awesome person. Why would you not? You know? Mm, so exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this has been a very, very informative podcast so far. My anyone that's listening that wants to work on their mindset, either before they've dieted, during their diet, you know, even if they're whatever situation they're in, is there any resources that you could point them to if someone's not ready to reach out yet? Or is there anywhere you could point people to? Uh, to point people to, like, I always get asked for like, what are my favorite books and stuff? To be honest, I barely read. It's, it's very like self-driven when someone's like, Hey, what about this? I'm like, Oh shit, I don't know. I'm going to go find out and come back to you. So in terms of actual resources, um, <laughs> I, I feel weird saying this, but my podcast mm, is yeah. that's all mindset. Like very little do I go in on like the numbers and like training and all that stuff. It's perspective shifting, Aikido redirecting energy. And yeah, my podcast, I would say, start there and most likely once you've started on that you will have a bunch of other related podcasts that will jump in under that and feel free to just explore but in yes. terms of actual readable things i really need to work on putting something together because i don't have much <laughs> no i like that what is the podcast called where can people go and find that uh it's called inside the genie's lamp um because obviously business the fitness genie they can find that either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts or the link in my bio at The Fitness Genie. Cool. It will also be in the show notes of this Sweet. episode. Okay, so go. Travis, without wanting to take up too much more of your time, one last question I've got for you is Good. if what's the one top tip you can leave the listeners with today to help them improve their mindset around weight loss, around dieting? Oof, put me on the spot. Mm. Number one tip, don't do it for weight loss. Figure out, figure out the why. Because you've lost weight before, you've been successful in losing weight, but you haven't been successful in keeping it off. If you can figure out the big, deep root reason, why are you still where you are or why are you where you are in life? If you can work on that root cause instead of fixing the symptom, which is typically weight loss that comes from the root cause, that's where you will absolutely change your life. That is powerful stuff. I love that. And I think that actually summarizes today's podcast, for me at least, is digging deeper. We, the, the surface stuff is easy. It's easy yeah. to, to say, ah, I want to lose weight, but why do you want to lose weight? I mm. think not putting a plaster over, you know, all these dents and cracks that we've got that we all have as humans and doing doing the hard stuff getting down to the emotional stuff and it's it's uncomfortable like we're not sitting here yeah. saying it's easy but like you're saying you have a lot of clients that cry on the phone to you probably daily yeah and yeah but, <laughs> but that that's where the success lies and it's hard work is worth it 
because yeah. you'll come out the other end. It's yeah, incredible. It's always, you know, any Hollywood movie, I tell people, like, no one would be going to watch that movie if the protagonist was just successful in every single regard. So every true. person that's typically successful has gone through this shit and they were at absolute rock bottom and then typically built themselves up. So for anyone that is feeling like they're at absolute rock bottom, well then shit, you've got nowhere else to go but up. It just means you're going to have a better Hollywood story. I'm more excited for you than someone that's starting fresh and going like, I just want to lose the last like two, three kilos. It's like, you're going to have a hell of a story and I'm fucking excited for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, totally agree. Well, thank you very, 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 very much for your time today. It has been invaluable. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. I know the listeners will definitely enjoy it. If any of the listeners want to reach out to you, if they want to chat to you, where can they find you? Uh, website. Uh, shit. What is my website? <laughs> www.www.com. <laughs> thefitnessgenie.com.au or um, just on Instagram at thefitnessgenie or if you want to see me making an answer myself on TikTok as well at thefitnessgenie. Love it. Well, I'm sure Travis is the same. My DMs are always open. So Travis, if anyone wants just to have a casual chat with you, are you happy for them to send your DM? Absolutely. I am consistently helping people for just the absolute hell out of it through my dms so i welcome it all <laughs> love it yeah definitely go and give travis a follow he has lots of value to give definitely on his instagram i haven't actually seen your tiktok so i'll have to go and have a look at that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll you'll be surprised <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it well thank you again for your time and it's been lovely more than welcome thank you i'm glad we actually got the time to put it together <laughs> me too all right speak to you soon bye-bye thanks steph bye